and what's up y'all and welcome back to another episode of the rampage uh, review show i know it's been a while but uh but we was back uh uh for the dynamite review show but now we are back for the uh the rampage review show and with me as always is my co-host Liam bedford what's up bro what is up everybody time to talk about some rampage yep so um uh we got a um Mostly, uh, this rant page was a night of debuts and potential uh, potential matches could be set up for Bindor and um, matches that is close to um, this upcoming Dynamite for Roll Rager and, of course, um, Blood and Guts. Yep, it was a lot of setup for what's to come. Um, again, I'm so, so sad that I can't be in Detroit when Blood and Guts come every time I see them talk about it. I'm like, oh, man. Um, but yeah, just a lot of setup. Um, we had a debut, a couple of debuts. We had some more of them talking about the, you know, J- the women's TBS division. They had some action. Um, but yeah, a kind of standard episode of Rampage for me. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so, uh, yeah, first of the match, we got um, Eddie Kingston versus uh, Jake Hager. And uh, this match came about when um, when Jake Hager eliminated um, Kinson in the uh, Battle Royal of uh, Dynamite uh, last Wednesday at the beginning of the show. And that's where uh, Eddie Kinson uh, challenged Jake Hager for a match uh, on Rampage. So, uh, again, this match is um, is, uh, is close to a setting up for the blood and guts that's going to happen um, one, one week uh, uh, soon on June uh, the 20, 29th, uh, if I said it correctly. And... Um, so um, this was a style of, of a powerhouse, amateur uh, powerhouse in Jay Hager and Eddie Kinsey, who's more of the, yeah, the brawler, that type. It was definitely a mixed match kind of competition between the two. Um, I mean, Jake Hager just looks like a million bucks. He looks like he's just physically, you know, dominant over Eddie Kingston, who looks just like, you know, a 30-year-old. 38-year-old brawler type guy. Uh, but the mixed match of the styles worked out really well because you can see where Jake was being more technical and Eddie was being more driven off passion. Um, I didn't think, I, at first, I, they didn't, like, click to me, but by the middle and end of the match, they, they, they kind of had a little bit better chemistry. Yeah, it wasn't your usual fast-paced uh, rampage or opener, but it was a but it, but it was okay match. So, um. In the final moments of the match, um, Hager worked uh, over Kingston with punches in the corner, but Kingston countered with a powerbomb out of the corner. Kingston hit a pair of spinning back fists and got the pinfall uh, victory there. So um, King, uh, Kingston got the one-up victory uh, uh, going into um, uh, into Bloody Guts, but now uh, uh, this coming Dynamite on uh, Road Rager between Jericho and Ortiz, somebody's getting a haircut. Oh yeah, so I think I think it's gonna be Jericho. Um, but um, just to go back to the Hager and Kingston match. Uh, this is a big win for Eddie because he, you know, like I said, Hager just looks like a, a million bucks. He's an MMA guy. You know, we know how dominant he can be. So big win for Eddie, making him look powerful. Yeah, and um. Uh, and speaking of the hair versus hair match, um, Ortiz had a promo hype off the match, but um, this can go either way. But um, I don't see um, uh, Jericho losing this match. I don't see it. I don't see. It. But it but it could turn either way. 
it could turn, you know. Yeah, I mean, it could go either way. I think, you know, I think it's funnier if Jericho gets bald than Ortiz. You know what I mean? Or um, if he go back to that short haircut that he had before. Right. So, like, this is an opportunity to kind of rebrand Chris Jericho, which he loves rebranding. And think about how funny the jokes could be on him with all these, with the bald jokes. I mean, it could be something that can last for a couple of months. So, I mean, he has a, a great head of hair, but, you know, it'd be funnier if Jericho gets the cut. As long as it'd be better TV if he gets the cut. I mean, he had short hair before, but like, mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, he's nothing too serious. But um, if he were to lose, I say he lose some of his hair, but then just uh, kind of run out of it. That's the way I see it. I don't see him going completely bald. Yeah, I think he might lose, and then they figure out a way to get around it. But we'll see. It's gonna be, it's gonna be something to watch, regardless. Oh. Uh, we had a uh, not only we had a uh, Ortiz uh, promo, but we had a promo backstage with uh, with Britt Baker, Rebel, and um, and JB Hager backstage. So, um, Britt talked about when uh, that Tony Storm put her hands on the AEW Championship uh, on Dynamite last Wednesday. Baker didn't appreciate Storm trying to cut the line to a title shot. The role of the women's title goes through Baker, according to Baker, at least. I now. With that promo, I'm sensing a three-way uh, match between Baker, Baker, Storm, and um, and Rosa. But my problem is, like, I got no uh, nothing against a big break, big breaker. Just she has worked her way up ever since she she became champion. She worked her way up and became and held that title uh, the, the best possible way she can. But the only thing my problem is, I feel like she is slowly becoming the Charlotte Flair of AEW. I mean, I mean, but every division needs that top lady and Britt is the top lady. She's the draw. She's the one that when something's going on, people like to pay more attention to. So until there's someone with that kind of draw, then why not? It's better for the women's division in the long run to have her a part of things. Um, I mean, if if WWE can do it for the last 25 years, then, you know, there's a lot of ex-WWE guys working there. You're going to see some of the same things kind of pop up eventually. But Britt Baker has earned her spot as that lady, you know. She is a lot of new women in the division. None of they all come with a but they don't have the kind of draw power yet as Britt Baker because she's an AEW original and she's a cheerleader for the brand. You know, she's out promoting the brand a lot. You know, her story is interesting. Producers from other shows is going to find that interesting that she's a dentist and a wrestler. So until one of these other girls come and say, I'm a baker and also a wrestler and I have an own cupcake shop, then that's, that's it. She has a more interesting story. So... At the end of the day, it's good for the brand because people are paying attention to it. So and if she's a draw, leave her in until somebody else can match. Yeah, I agree with some of the some of the points you say, but uh, uh Big Breaker is becoming the uh how I say the golden girl of AEW uh, uh, to be exact. Now, um should she uh, I know that 
I talked to before with Lydia all the time that like, was she the right person to win the uh, the Owen Hart Women's Cup? I don't know. It should have went to uh, to Ruby Soto, but hey, it is what it is. So um, I feel like um, the, 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 I would say um, let her have a, a, the first ever win, and then like maybe on next year when they do the Owen Hart Cup again and for next year's double or nothing, maybe someone else will take it. I I kind of get that part there, but um. As far as uh, um, going back to the to the three-way situation, I feel like she's not going to win the title anytime soon because she already had a historic reign. If she's going to win another title, I would say win the, the TBS title uh, to be a source. I don't know what's going to happen. But um, like I said, I'm sensing um, a three-way match maybe at Battle of the Belts 3 to, uh, coming up soon. I don't know, but we'll see. Yep. I, I mean, like I said, until someone can match that energy and bring in what she brings in, leave it be. I mean, uh, Athena comes with a name, but she's going to take time to build a relationship with the audience. Jade has the TBS. Those are the two top draws for women AEW right now. Thunder Rosa, I think, you know, I, when Hangman, Anna Page, and Thunder Rosa, I just think that they're those wrestlers that we like to see chase the belt, but when they get the belt, it's different. You know what I'm saying? We love to, to cheer them on the chase, but when they get the belt, it's like, okay, who else? You know, who else is in that chase? Like you are in that chase. You know what I mean? So, and I think it, it is a couple of champions like that. You know, in all in all companies, definitely WWE has a couple of those. Um, but I think that's what it is. With Thunder Rosa, she just was kind of more exciting when I when I wanted her to get the belt. But when she got the belt, I was ready to see who was chasing her belt. You know what I mean? So, and I think that's why heel champions are better than babyface champions. Because at least with a heel champion, you just always want something that somebody to go knock him out or beat his butt. With a babyface champion, you either want to protect him, or you like want to protect her. And like you don't want it the bad to happen to that person, or you want to see that person go through more challenges, even as champ. So I don't know. But Thunder Rosa is just like some of her, all her momentum getting the belt. And then also when her when she got the belt, they kind of messed that up a little bit. Like it was it wasn't the pay-per-view, but it was at this thing because it was in her hometown. So that even kind of killed the momentum because we was ready for her to already have the belt. And they prolonged it for no reason. So I think that all kind of killed her momentum. And it sounds like she's not happy with some of her time, which I think when she's out there, she's putting a lot of pressure on herself that she don't really need to put on herself right now. Um, I think she needs to kind of enjoy it more than put a lot of pressure to be this face of the division. And um, you know, I know that's what, that's, that's what they put her in, but she was talking about that before she even got to that. So I don't know. It it <coughs> excuse me, it works. Um, it works out to have Jade and Britt be the forefront, while Tony, Ruby, Athena, Kiara, you know, Statlander. Statlander, I feel like is like should be up there more. You know what I'm saying? Like she should be number three. I think she is kind of number three. Um, but she should have her own storyline as well that's separate from everybody else's. 
Yeah, and we're going to talk about um, Jay, Athena, and Chris Tadliner, um in a, in a few moments uh, soon. But as far as the AEW Women's Championship situation, they are leading towards a, a, a three-way. It's just a matter of when the match is going to happen. But um, uh, moving forward, we have the debut uh Sednam Singh as he teamed up with uh with Jay Leto to fight a two couple uh no names. So um I was surprised. A lot of people was hating on Sednam Singh when he first debuted. I'm like, oh, he's just another uh great colleague and all that stuff. But like I watched him, he moved really good uh, for, for a big man. So he moved really good and he know how to use uh, his height and his size uh, as an advantage. Hey, he even did a double crossbody which was uh, freaking awesome so um yeah he did some big man stuff that he hit both opponents with the running crossbody as he held both of his opponents up for jay lethal to hit the, the lethal interjection on both guys to get the pinfall uh after the match said set not game uh flincher a helicopter crucifix bomb sent uh he looks uh, same looks pretty good for for his uh first uh, rookie match uh, although it was um uh, 90 seconds but uh, but he moved well enough in the in, a, in the ring, so I have to give uh, I definitely give give a give him props for that. Yeah, I mean he looked like a big guy in the ring. Um, again, this is one of those things where the original debut was kind of a little messed up. Um, but then once we kind of, I mean he looked good in the ring. I ain't gonna lie, I'm glad that they got the giant. Um, give him more time. That crossbody was crazy. Like a guy that big doing a crossbody is ridiculous. So I think giving it more time, I think he could definitely be a big draw for AEW coming up. You know, he needs those big matches. He needs, you know, put him in with those baby faces and let him become a, you know, a real good big guy heel and then make him a baby face, you know, at the end. And once he goes over and be a baby face, big pop for the guy. Um, so definitely a good prospect that you got here. Yeah, as far as I've seen and uh, Jay Lee, though, I feel like they're, they're still – in the rivalry with uh, with Samoa Joe, even though uh, uh, Lethal and uh, saying uh, took out Joe in the uh, in the post um, dynamite uh, post um, a double or nothing show, so, so Joe is out. But like um, when they're gonna revisit that rivalry, I say um, when Ring of Honor does another pay per view and probably around SummerSlam weekend, and then they could do um, just Samoa Joe versus Jay Lethal for the uh, for the all age world television title. Yeah, so that that's why they uh um, they, they lean um, the towards two as far as that because um uh the last uh ring of order um uh pay-per-view they did it, it was during uh WrestleMania uh, WrestleMania weekend. So I feel like uh, when they do another uh ROH um that pay-per-view it's probably going to be Around the um, uh, that summer SummerSlam weekend. Talking this whole time. Jake. All right, go ahead. I was gonna say exactly. I think um, I think um, you know, they're doing that new Ring of Honor pay per view coming up soon, correct? Yeah, uh, they haven't announced it yet, but I feel like they're they're gonna do it around SummerSlam weekend. SummerSlam weekend, okay. I think I think when Ring of Honor starts to uh, really start getting moving, and then like you can watch AEW on Wednesdays, and then watch Ring of Honor like on a Thursday, and see how these stories start kind of connecting. Because if they do Wednesday, Thursday, Friday at Rampage, 
that'll be a good little end of the week wrestling kind of for me, you know, with all these three shows kind of connected uh, with each other a little bit. That's pretty dope. Um, but I think, I think going back to my original point, I think uh, Big Man is going to be big in AEW once he, you know, get an experience, you watch him grow, you see what stories they put him in, and then go from there. Yeah, yeah, I definitely uh, looking forward to see um, uh, where all that goes. But um, let's see that uh, interview Hook Housing. Uh, Dan Housing did most of the talking. They bring out their new cars for, for with their winnings uh, from the pay per view. Um, Dan Housing looked like he stole one of the uh, the Doom buggy from someone, and then like uh, Hook Housing had a better one. His looked like his uh his own custom made. Um, yeah, but but um. Uh, what do you see uh, um, the, the 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 future of of hook housing? What do you see the future? Uh, rock and sock connection, brother. Huge. Going to be huge. Um, everyone loves a good odd pairing tag team, and this is a good odd pair. One guy who talks too much, and one guy who doesn't talk at all. One guy who is cool, another guy is painted up like a demon guy. Whatever he is. Um, so, yeah, it's just an eyeball team. I think they're going to make a lot of money um, and have some good matches. And when they get a chance to get, like, a real rivalry and we can invest more time to these guys, I think it's only going to – I think I think their – Jane and Hookhausen is my two reasons for watching Rampage. So, we need, we need, we need more people like that. Yeah, and um... – uh, speaking of uh, Jay and Adita uh, and Chris Stanley that we was talking about, so um, Chris Stanley went one on one with our former friend um, the Red Velvet. So um, yeah, again, um, as I talked about before, I said either Athena or Chris Stanley will be the one to break uh, Jay's streak, but we'll see uh, the who, who gets that uh, opportunity first. But um, uh, after the break. Stantliner hit a backbreaker and shoulder Velvet into the corner. Blue Thunderbomb from Stantliner got an near fall. Velvet countered into the electric chair with a victory roll for the near fall. Stantliner hit a German suplex out of a, a, a O'Connor roll and a fisherman driver for the near fall. Velvet cast Stantliner with a knee to the back, uh, back of the head and a cutter off of the middle rope. Velvet then hit a hook kick for the near fall. Stantliner hit the Saturday Night Fever formerly known as the Big Bang Theory, and got the win. After the match, Kira Hogan jumped Stan Ladder in the ring, and Cardio got Stan Ladder with a pump kick. Anna Jay ran in and got the sleep on, on Hogan, but Cardio dumped her uh, from the ring. Athena tried to run in, but the pitchers held them back from getting uh, in the ring. So, I feel that we might get Athena versus Jay at Battle of the Belts 3. again i think uh definitely with uh athena and jade i think they can go i want athena to be the one in the street i think you're right they will they will have it at the battle of the belts um but i definitely want athena to be the one to defeat that street i think it's time for it to go and then also give somebody a chance at that belt also two black champions you know what i'm saying first two champions are black females let's give it up for that um so 
Athena is definitely not. Will she be the one to do it? Will she beat him at Battle of the Belts? Most likely. I think, I mean, why prolong it? You know, I think it needs, it needs to be a shock value, you know, type thing. Like, oh, the streak is finally defeated. Um, and then that's going to make Jade so mad afterwards that she got that one, you know, and then she might get a two. And then they say, oh, now she's on a losing streak. Wouldn't that suck for Jade? That'd be a good story like that. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I thought it would have built Athena and Jade for sure. Yeah, because I, I feel like they, they don't want no physicality between the two, but I think they try to save it for Battle of the Belts because uh, they try to hype it up. As soon as soon as I get that announcement, it will be more uh, hype for these two. But um, I feel like that that's the way that uh, they're going to, but uh, we'll see how it goes. And um, we got a promo backstage. Uh, we got a promo for Miro and Ethan Page for, for Dynamite on uh, on Wednesday. And then let's see the interview Ethan Page who get a, a a great a great pretty uh, good promo in response to uh when Miro uh, uh when Miro is the redeemer and he prays to his gods and uh, Ethan Page says uh, uh, he don't pray for no one he prayed for himself so that was a good uh the, the, the promo there but um I will have to say Ethan you might have to pray to God because uh, once you face the redeemer we'll um you might have to back up your words. Your yeah, I hate to see that he was about to take another L, considering that group, uh, Man of the Year, have a pretty good thing going on right now with Scorpio Sky and the Championship, and Paige uh, just won her debut. But, he, I mean, now, I mean, it could be some screwball stuff going on where there is more on Ethan's side than Miro's side, who's running solo. So, I mean, there could be some screwball stuff happening here. Scorpio Sky could grab a leg while Miro's running to the ropes, and Ethan Page takes advantage of that little slip up and beats him. It's a shocker. So, as always, anytime there's numbers, there's always a chance that person might win. Well, we'll see uh, uh, this coming uh, this coming Wednesday. But um, we have a main event promo. Mark Henry asks Will Ospreay why he's in AEW. Osprey says he is here to separate the sheeps from the goats. Trent said he never liked Osprey when he met him six years ago. And FTR are two angry dudes and the real best tag team in the world. They are near, they are not here here to play wrestlers. So and then Mark Curry said the line, it's time for the main event. But we, but first we had a lineup for the, this coming Wednesday, which is a Roll Rager special. Where Chris Jericho versus Ortiz, hair versus hair, Warlow versus 20 security guards in a, a handicap elimination uh, match, Miro versus Ethan Page in a qualifying match for the All Atlantic Championship if, uh, to qualify in the Fatal Four Way at Forbidden Door for the uh, All Atlantic Championship. And then we got the Bucks versus the Hardys versus Jurassic Express in a triple threat ladder match for the World Tag Team Titles. Yep, I think um, with this, I think I think what we got coming up, um, leading up to uh, Blood and Guts, uh, is pretty exciting. So we got a lot of big things happening in EW right now, and I think we got you know what's cool? We got like a couple of storylines of groups that's like just arching on their own. Like we got the JAS and the Blackpool, but also with Ortiz and Santana and Kingston, um, and now we got the whole the Young Bucks versus Hardys versus them. So we got like a lot of 
a lot of different crossovers in our competition um, that's on the roster right now, where two groups aren't really together, but they're fighting these guys. You know what I mean? And once this rivalry is done, they're going to go their separate ways, or they might fight each other. So it's pretty cool what's happening right now. Yeah. And um, before we get into dive into the match, uh, um, let me uh, explain um, what I feel like it might happen at Forbidden Door. Now, FTR might face um, Kyle, uh, Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis at Forbidden Door. Now, as far as Trip Beretta and Will Ospreay goes, like I mentioned before, um, they might factor into the vacant IWPG United States Heavyweight Championship at Forbidden Door. So that's why this trio match here has a lot of um, potential um, uh, potential matches uh, going into uh, Forbidden Door. Yeah, definitely. I think, I, honestly, when I was watching um, Will Ospreay come out, um, I was like, man, that is the thing I liked about AEW, is that it really feels like this wrestling promotion that allows people to wrestle big names to wrestle in it. Well, it doesn't feel like it is. Big names to wrestle from other promotions, and they don't have to sign an AEW contract to do it. They still allow wrestlers to be freelancers, which, which they are. Um, they're third-party, you know, the third-party contractors. They're subs, you know, they're performers. Um, so they're your athletes. So it's like you don't have to be signed to this place just to wrestle at that place. Like, and WWE, they they done that with Mickey James and one-offs here and there, but they don't do it like AEW does, where we can get Okada and all these other big names. And they did have the biggest names from Impact. And if there was other, you know, they did have the biggest names from GWC in there. You know, like, and, and, and they're giving these guys a chance to be on a national level. So that's the cool thing about AEW, that we get to see guys like Will Ospreay come in do what he does best, connect with a brand new audience, and give us what we've been wanting to see for quite some time. Yeah, absolutely. And um, this uh, this trio match was 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 good uh, back and forth. So like in the final moment, um, Wheeler caught Osprey with a, a atomic drop. Also, open hit a uh, assist cutter on Wheeler, and Osprey followed up with a four four fifty splash for the near fall. Osprey hit the uh, us cutter for another year fall. Wheeler hit a hurricanrana on Fletcher and got the tag to, to, to Beretta. Beretta hit a bat a bat drop suplex and a Larry on Fletcher. Beretta went for a tornado DDT on Osprey, but he shut it off. Then took out both members of FTR with a sling shot of Planta back in the ring. Beretta hits a storm zero on Fletcher and got a surprise uh, pinfall there. Connie shot at, at that finish, but it was a great match, uh, but it was definitely a great match and, and a great way to end the show. Now, certainly uh, to take notes from, 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 last, from last week's show, um, the trios match went well uh, by checking it out. Uh, Will, Will Ospreay looked every bit of his reputation as one of the best wrestlers in the world. And um, Ospreay and Hardworth's exchanges were phenomenal. But uh, uh, other than that, yeah, uh, yeah, it was just a, it was just a um a good well uh, well worthy uh, worthy show for for this week. Yeah, it was a good it was a good show. The best part was the um, ending for sure. Um, 
Will Ospreay being in there is phenomenal. Uh, and they had a good match. Was I expecting Trent to get the finish? Nah, not really. But I never really expected a lot from Trent. Maybe because I just wasn't a fan of his when he was in New Japan or I wasn't watching when he was in it. You know, things like that. But um, yeah, another good another good episode of Rampage. Pretty standard episode for me. That's why I say a uh, trip where it's going to be factoring into the IWGP United States Championship uh, match uh, at, at Forbidden Door, along with Will Ospreay. Yeah. But uh, other than that, that was our, our Rampage uh, uh, review show. If you, you guys enjoyed this episode, if you guys are watching on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment uh, what you think about the, uh, about the show. If you're an AEW fan, and uh, don't forget to share. Uh, love, uh, hit the uh, hit the notification bell when a new episode is uploaded, and subscribe. And of course, if you're listening on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, uh, don't forget to follow and also uh, leave your thoughts uh, as, as well. But other than that, I am Trico. He is Leland, and we are out. Peace.